Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Only 4% of my generation, of my peers, has a biblical worldview. And that just broke my heart because I saw so many of my peers struggling in their faith and in their walk with God, asking really hard but really important questions. Questions like, uh, how do I stand strong for God in this culture when there's so much noise, so much pressure? How do I think about the hot button issues of our day? Marriage, sexuality, identity, gender, abortion, all of these really controversial and difficult issues. As teenagers, we are growing up in this generation, experiencing things that no other prior generation has ever really had to deal with. And today's guest hopes that her new book will help guide her generation. We're joined today by Sarah Barrett. She's the author of a new book, Stand Up, Stand Strong, A Call to Bold Faith in a Confused Culture. Today on Connections, Sarah will offer practical ways to stay rooted in God's truth while engaging culture with the redemptive story of the gospel no matter the cost. We're joined today by Sarah Barrett. She's an author, a speaker, an avid reader, as well as editor-in-chief for therevolution.com. We'd like to get to know you a little bit better. You have an interesting story. You were just uh, a regular writer, a young writer, kind of had a dream to, you know, maybe get some books out, but that has turned into something pretty amazing. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so when I was 16 was when I really began writing more and it, it, writing was never my childhood dream, but it was something that God led me to uh, from an early age that I just began to have a desire to share my, to share what God was teaching me with my peers, just to share his truth with those around me. And I wrote my first article for therevolution.com when I was 16. I submitted it. I had no idea that they would actually accept it. To me, that seemed like such a far-fetched dream, but to my shock, they did. And after that, I just, I couldn't get enough. Seeing my peers reading and responding to my writing for the first time was so exciting to me. And just being able to share the things that God was teaching me was so encouraging. So from there, I just kept on writing. And for, after that, I got this little idea for a book. And again, it was a crazy dream that seemed so far out at the time. But one thing led to another. God opened one door after another. And eventually my first book, Love Riot, was accepted by a publisher. And then after that, uh, a second book idea came along as they so often do when you start writing one book, you just, you can't get enough. And another, another book idea comes along. And uh, I wrote Love Rat when I was 18 and I wrote my second book, Stand Up, Stand Strong when I was 20. And it just released uh, in April, about two months ago. And it's been just such an, an exciting journey as I see God open each door, uh, something that He's just completely led every step of the way. And I just have to give him all praise and honor and glory. And it's so encouraging to me to, again, just be able to share the things that God is teaching me because uh, I am learning so much as I'm writing and sharing. And it's just such a blessing and an encouragement to be able to share those things with others. It's pretty amazing to be a published author at 18, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But there are others that have been published at that age as well. Uh, we, I've had such a wonderful community of the other young writers being able to encourage each other. Um, but yes, it's been a it's been exciting and it's been such a gift to be able to do that at that age. Faith, obviously, an important part of your writing. Tell us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus. 
Yes, it is. It is really the core and the heart of everything that I write. I grew up in a Christian home and I've always really known about God from a very early age, but it wasn't until my early teen years, I would say when I was around 13 or 14, that I actually began to intentionally make my faith my own, you know, instead of it just being that my parents took me to church. I began seeking to pursue God on a deeper level on my own, in my own uh, relationship with him. And God has just grown me so much. When I began that intentional pursuit, he's truly just captivated my heart, drawn me to a deeper love for him and for his word, shown me the importance of just digging into the truth of scripture for myself and in cultivating that personal and intentional relationship. So again, I just look back and I see God's hand of mercy so much. I'm so thankful for the grounding that I had in growing up in a Christian home. But then I'm also very thankful for how God uh, took me a step beyond that and it helped me to actually make my faith and my relationship with him a personal thing instead of just uh, following along in my parents' footsteps, actually seeking him and pursuing him on my own. Now, not only are you young uh, and an auth a published author at a very early age, the things you're talking about are very, I don't know what word I'm looking for, they're hot topic issues. They're, they're topics that we quite often as Christians don't want to talk about. Tell us a little bit about why you've decided to write Stand Up, Stand Strong, A Call to Bold Faith in a Confused Culture. Yes. So really the that seed of that that book idea came from a uh, an interview that I listened to from the Barna group where they were sharing that only four percent of Gen Z has a biblical worldview. And that statistic really broke my heart that only four percent of my generation of my peers has a biblical worldview. And that just broke my heart because I saw so many of my peers struggling in their faith and in their walk with God, asking really hard but really important questions. Questions like, uh, how do I stand strong for God in this culture when there's so much noise, so much pressure? How do I think about the hot button issues of our day? Marriage, sexuality, identity, gender, abortion, all of these really controversial and difficult issues. As teenagers, we are growing up in this generation, experiencing things that no other prior generation has ever really had to deal with. We have more access to information due to social media and other media outlets than any other generation before us, which means that we have more pressure. We have more voices speaking into us, uh, more ideas being just put into our hearts. And we need to have truth in order to filter those ideas. Are they true or are they false? What is truth here? And how do we navigate all of these voices, all of these opinions? And ultimately, as Christian teens, how do we stand strong for God and for his truth, even when the world really tells us that there is no such thing as objective truth? So, I wrote Stand Up, Stand Strong with a desire to provide a resource that would help my peers really help this entire generation to know how to filter through those voices, to know how to discern truth from lies and know how to look to the word of God first and foremost as our foundation and as our authority for truth. What have you been hearing from young people as you minister to them and interact with them? Like, yeah, what are, what's it like for a young person now? I realized I'm no longer young. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, it is very different than what I grew up with in the 90s, right? 
Yes, yes, it is. And I, as I've been hearing from so many young people, uh, obviously truth always does receive pushback, but I've also heard from so many young people that they are truly hungry for a solid foundation of truth. They truly do desire to know what the word of God says about these issues. It's confusing out in there in the culture. It is so confusing as we just navigate what our schools may say, what the media may say, what we see on social media. There are so many confusing messages and our generation, my generation is really hungry for truth, for a solid foundation, something that can bring clarity into all of this confusion. So they really do desire to to know what the word of God says and to know how to live it out. And of course, not every teen in this culture fits that description. There are many that, like I said, push back against the truth and just prefer to go along with the culture. But there is a, there is a segment, there is a remnant of teens that really do have a hunger to impact this culture, to glorify God in the world and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is so deeply encouraging me to see that. How do we encourage these teens then and how do we guide them and help them through this? Really, it all goes back to pointing them to the one who can help them, pointing them to their foundation, pointing them to the really the only foundation that we have for for truth and for clarity. Uh, I love to go back to the parable that Jesus tells of the man who built his house on the sand instead of the rock. And then the winds and the rain came and beat on that house and it fell because it didn't have a good foundation. What our teens need is to know how to build their house, their, their life, really, on a firm foundation, on a good foundation that will last through the winds and the rain of this unbiblical anti-Christian culture that we live in. And so pointing them to that, pointing them to the word of God, coming alongside them and discipling them, uh, creating a safe place for them to have open and honest questions and doubts, even having them be able to wrestle through the, the questions and the doubts that may come as they hear all the voices in the world and as they even just wrestle with the struggles of growing up, um, just being able to have real, honest and a hard conversation sometimes is so important, creating that safe place and then just pointing them again and again and again to the word of God, encouraging them that Jesus is always worth it. That The word of God is their source of life and truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And just praying for them, discipling them, being that presence in their life that they know that they can come to, that they can share with. And that will always point them first and foremost to Christ. Um, that's really the best way we can help this generation. You've mentioned truth a lot, and it is funny, like how truth has become subjective now. And uh, yeah, you hear people, well, this is my truth. And that's an odd concept maybe to peep Gen Xers, right? The truth is the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> that really has changed for people. Um Yeah. What's the reaction been like for young people then when you're telling them like, no, there is one truth and it is this. Are they resistant to that or are they open to exploring that? Yeah. So really, uh, like you said, uh, this concept of post-truth is a newer concept where before when you would discuss uh, topics of Christianity or defending the faith, you really just had to defend, you know, that, okay, this is what is the truth. 
Now we have to take a step back and begin farther back and say, truth does exist before we can even get to the other issues and the other topics. Um, and there is a, a mindset in our society that does need to be reworked and rethought out as, as we approach this topic with our young people, um, because our culture has infiltrated that message into us so much that truth is subjective, that we can live our own truth, that uh, what you want to believe, you can go ahead and believe that, but that doesn't necessarily have to be true for me. And it is a message that it can be difficult for young people to really grasp hold of because of the other messages that are so strong around them. But like I said before, that really creates a culture of confusion for so many. And our teens are hungry for truth. They are hungry for clarity in the midst of this confusion because not having any kind of objective source to go back to creates a lot of confusion. It creates a lot of just not, you don't have any firm foundation to, to stand upon. And so for teens that have recognized that and for teens that really desire um, some kind of clarity, some kind of firm foundation, uh, that message that there is objective truth is a message that they are are hungry to grasp hold of. Um, but like I said, again, not everyone receives that. And there are many that prefer to live their own truth, that prefer to believe the post-truth ideas. But God's word is true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I am encouraged that he is drawing a generation to himself, to his truth. And um, we can be encouraged that the truth ultimately will prevail in the end and that God um, is working in this generation to bring them to himself. What about those young people? Like I'm, I'm, I'm old, like Mike, <laughs> a little younger than him. But I, I'm old, so I, I'm having a hard time grasping this too because it was different back in our generation. Um, but what about those young people that are feeling this pressure? You know, peer pressure. And they're like, oh, you know, I just have to give in, and I have to give in to this way. Uh, meanwhile, they've got something else going in their mind. How how do we help them to stand strong under that pressure? Yes, and that is such a difficult place for so many teens and for so many parents to know, how do I help my teen in the midst of all of this pressure? That's a really hard question for many. And really, um, the thing is, is that we cannot, there is no like formula for um, if we do X, Y, and Z, then our teens will stand strong. They will believe that this is true. Really, the only formula or the only thing that we can do is just give them the gospel again and again and again, point them to the word of God. And again, have those open and honest conversations, because I think a lot of teens, they push back and they rebel against uh, parental authority. They push back against the truth when they feel like their uh, questions and their struggles are not accepted, when they're, that's not a safe place. For them to be able to openly and honestly struggle because uh, there is so much in our culture that we can struggle with. There is so many issues and so many questions. And for young people that are growing up and they're struggling and they're uh, really wondering how to navigate all of this, they need to be able to discuss it honestly with someone that they trust. They need to have those people that they know that they can share their issues with, that they won't be judged or condemned for their struggles, but that they will instead be loved and then they will be pointed to the truth that they can stand, stand on and cling to. 
So give them the gospel again and again and again, because that is the power to save and to sanctify. That is the, the truth that can change a heart and a mind and a life. And the Holy Spirit is really what our teens need. They need that that change in their hearts through the Holy Spirit to help them to be set apart from this world. And then uh, just have those open and honest conversations, be that safe place where they can struggle without feeling like they are judged or condemned for their struggles. Is this what your household was like growing up? In many ways, it, it was. Uh, we. I also feel like I kind of grew up like a, a step ahead of many of the things that uh, our teens today are struggling with. So I see what their struggles are and I... Um, I'm experiencing it now as I'm a little bit older as well, but I didn't have quite the the social media culture and everything like that that so many of our teens are 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 battling. But yes, I was so thankful to have parents that they did uh, we did have open and honest conversations about things. They pointed us, uh, me and my sister, to the truth, and they allowed us to to wrestle and to struggle but ultimately just kept on loving us through that. And I'm so, so thankful for that foundation that I had. Stand up, stand strong. It's got a lot of praise from a lot of uh, big names, including former guests on this show, like Jay Warner Wallace and Randy uh, Elkhorn. What's that been like to, to see so many people championing your book like that? Oh, that has been so humbling and so encouraging. Uh, Randy and Jay Warner Wallace, they're just so gracious and so humble. And so um, getting to know them and having their endorsement of this book has been such a such an encouraging thing. And they are just so gracious in their uh, in their support. And I'm so thankful for that. For those who are interested in learning more about you or picking up your book, how can they go about doing that? I would love to connect with people on my website, sarahbarrett.com, and you can find out more information about me, links to the book. Uh, it's on every online retailer, wherever books are sold. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to connect with people there and um, just hear from them and hear how I can be a support and encouragement to them in their own walk with God. You're young. What's up next for you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so currently I am also the editor in chief of the revolution.com uh, and we are, we just launched a podcast earlier this year and I have been enjoying going into the podcast world so much and just encouraging and discipling that generation of young people through the revolution. I also have more books and ideas in my head that are coming to fruition slowly but surely. And so I'm excited to keep on sharing as God allows me to and just keep on encouraging and building up this generation in the truth of God's word. Thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a joy to talk to you both. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.